0: Uh, it's good to have Brother Jeremy with us today and uh, we're looking forward to hearing the good word of God. Preacher, thank you. Take your time. Come be with us. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Preacher. I am honored and humbled to be here this morning. I appreciate this great opportunity. Amen. Uh, let me say as well, I appreciate uh, the room. and uh, appreciate Miss Wendy uh, fixing that uh, uh, goodie bag for us. Uh, we opened it up last night and the boys thought we hit the jackpot. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the service last night. Brother Turner just preached an absolute a wonderful message, spoke to my heart, and I appreciate already the service this morning. The book of Habakkuk, please, the minor prophet of Habakkuk. I love this book of the Bible. It is, uh, it is rich, absolutely filled with truths that can help the church today, I believe, uh, understand and context it is written concerning Israel, and, uh, of course, you know this. All scripture may not be written to me, uh, but it is written for me. Amen. Amen. Habakkuk chapter number 1, please. And ever how you pronounce Habakkuk be fine with me. My little girl calls it Habakkuk. And I heard a preacher, country preacher, North Carolina preacher, preaching one time, Brother Stroud. I thought he was calling it the book of tobacco. Amen. But every way you want to say it, it's fine with me. Amen. Chapter number 1, verse number 1. The burden which a back of the prophet did see. O Lord, how long shall I cry, and thou wilt not hear? Even cry out unto thee of violence, and thou wilt not save. Why dost thou show me iniquity, and cause me to behold grievance? For spoiling and violence are before me, and there are that raise up strife and contention. Therefore the law is slacked, and judgment doth never go forth. For the wicked doth compass about the righteous, therefore wrong judgment proceedeth. Sounds like today, doesn't it? Notice what God said to the prophet. Behold. Now whenever you see that word, amen, God's wanting our attention. Behold ye among the heathen, and regard, and wonder marvelously, For I will work a work in your days, which ye will not believe, though it be told you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we thank you, Father, for the sweet privilege to be in the house of the Lord this morning. We thank you for the good presence of God already in our soul. I thank you, Lord, for the good music. Uh, What an exceptional job this this, uh, young people's choir, this Christian school choir did this morning. Thank you for that talent, that ability Thank you, Lord, for the special music this morning. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to one more time mount the sacred desk but Lord I know that in my flesh dwelleth no good thing oh God without you I can do nothing I confess my inability Lord I need your touch Lord I do not even desire to stand in this pulpit of my own power my own strength I need you oh God I need you this morning would you help your servant I yield myself to you oh God touch us please from the top of our head to the sole of our feet help us dear God to preach as a dying man out of these dying people oh Oh, Lord, and Lord Father, may you receive the glory and all of the honor. We'll be careful to praise you for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. I love this little book of the Bible. As we see the man of God as he is a burden. the Bible says in verse number 1, the burden which the back of the prophet did see. I believe, preacher, if there's every day and hour in which we need to be burdened. I was reading the other day uh, Leonard Ravenhill and how he spake of how the preachers, the pulpit in this day and hour needs to be burdened down. You study that word burden, it means a weighty thing. It means a heavy thing. And I believe... Brother Trout, there ought to be a heaviness when we stand behind this sacred desk. So many times we count it as a lighthearted thing and uh, as, as a faint thing to stand uh, behind the sacred desk and open up uh, the precious book of God. Uh, I understand uh, some, uh, uh, they have to kind of uh, not the ice off things and, and uh, they're nervous as I am this morning. Maybe they tell a few jokes or whatever. And certainly I'm not against that, but God help us never. get too light with the things of God how eternal things are in the balance this morning souls are dying without God the church as the preacher preached last night is asleep on God how we need to be burdened in these days and hours heaviness in our soul heaviness in our soul oh I don't think it's by coincidence friend I was thinking the other day you study some of those old preachers. Brother up and many of them died young. And I began to think about that wine. I believe it could have been. Uh, Brother Davey, they were so burdened, so weighted down uh, with the things of God that literally, literally it put them in the grave, friend. The Bible said the burden which Habakkuk did see. And as, we, as we dissect here in chapter number 1, we see that God is i going to reveal some things to his man here that are hard for him to comprehend. And as he's looking at what's going on around him, it's just hard to take in what's going on. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I find myself there. We find the prophet, if you take your notes this morning, in chapter number 1, he's perplexed. He's perplexed. Notice... Uh, He asked some questions here in verse number two. He said, Oh Lord, how long shall I cry? He said, How long shall I cry and thou wilt not hear? You know what he's saying? He said, God, I'm crying as hard and as loud and as long and with much intensity and fervency and earnestness as I can, and you're not hearing. Lord, it seems like you're silent. It seems as though God is silent. Oh, have you ever been there, friend? Oh, preacher, brother, have you ever been there where it seems like the heavens are brass? It seems like God is not hearing. It seems like God, the heavens are silent. And that's where the God's man is at. You know, his very name means to wrestle. Oh, he's wrestling. He's perplexed few years ago a couple of years ago well it's almost three years ago god put us through a little bit of storm there in the church and in our family and uh, i never ever want to live through what we went through in those years oh my soul how god he he put us through the ringer. and there were times how that that i'd have to elbow my wife in the bed two and three in the morning say honey I know it's late, I know it's late, but I'm going to have to head up to the church about two or three in the morning. I'd crawl up in that altar, just me and God, nobody else around, amen, no preachers around, amen, no choir singing, amen, no quartet, no evangelist brother, no preacher brother, amen, I'd crawl up in that altar, but it seemed as though, my friend, the heavens were silent. How long, he said, how long am I going to have to cry and you're not hearing? He said in verse number 3, Why dost thou show me iniquity and cause me to behold grievance? For behold, violence are before me, and there are they that raise up strife and contention. He said, Why? How long and why? Then he said, Lord, it seems as though not only that you're silent, but Lord, it just seems like you're stationary. there. He said in verse 2, he said, Even crowded thee out of violence, and thou wilt not save. He said, Lord, you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. Well, I heard a preacher say one time, just because you can't see God moving doesn't mean he's not working. Amen. Amen. Just because you can't see His hand moving, just because you can't hear His voice thundering, just because you can't feel His spirit stirring, does it mean that God is not doing something? Amen. Dr. Bob Garrett, I heard him say this. He said, never, never, never. Never doubt in the dark (laughs) What God showed you in the light Amen And there are just some times When it seems like heaven is silent It seems like God is stationary And not doing a thing Oh but it's in those times Where I look back and I see What God has done He may not be doing anything now But he sure has been faithful In the past Amen. And what he did back there Friend He's able to do it again Oh, the preacher, he's wrestling. He's wrestling. He's perplexed. Amen. He's wrestling. But his name also means to embrace. (laughs) Amen. And I believe, I believe this. There came a point in time in Habakkuk's life that he stopped wrestling and fighting and kicking against the will of God. And he just grabbed a hold of it. Amen. And he said, you your God. Amen. Lord, you're right. You do all things well. Amen. I'm just going to embrace your plan for my life. Amen. I love what God revealed to him. In verse number 5, as the prophet is perplexed, God said, listen here, man of God, behold. (laughs) Behold. I believe it was Tom Hayes that said that means looky, (laughs) looky. Behold. Let me have your attention. Amen. Let me have your attention. Stand in awe. Behold ye among the heathen, and regard and wonder marvelously. I want you to underline this next phrase. God said, for I will, for I will. I believe we can stop right there, friend. Amen. And shout till Jesus comes. He said, I will. Amen. It was a personal work. God said, I will do it. Back. I will do it. You're not going to have to do a thing. I don't know about you, but sometime in the past, amen, that's where I get myself into trouble. I want to fix it. I want to do it. I want to, amen, I want to do it. But God said, a couple years ago, he said, son, you sit down and let me do it. I will. I love it. It's not only a personal work, but it is a promised work. He said, I will. I will. Amen. And friend, not only is it a pr- personal work, a promised work, but it is a powerful work. He said, I will work a work. Amen. And I'm just, amen, I'm just young enough to believe, foolish enough to believe this morning, a friend that God's still on the throne, amen. Yes, sir, he's not up in heaven twiddling his thumbs. This presidency and this economy and the church situation don't have him backed up, freeing. He's still in control. He still knows what he's doing, freeing. He's still an omnipotent, all-powerful God. And he's still working, even in 2015. Yes, sir, God said, I will work a work in your days It's a powerful work, I love that he said, I will work a work in your days Amen <laughs> Yeah, I love, I love reading, I love reading Evan Roberts' revival work there in Welsh, amen, the Welsh revival I love reading after Raven. I love reading about Moody. I love reading after Spurgeon. Amen. I have to read it about ten times before I get it. In this travelers' Reds hillbilly redneck mind. Amen. Y'all didn't know Marietta and Travers' Reds are redneck capital of the world. Amen. And sometimes it's hard for me to understand some of that and take it in. Uh, But I I love reading what God did then and even currently, amen, or we could say maybe 50 years ago in Cycler's Day and Mays Jackson's Day and Billy Kelly's Day and Billy Canoy's Day and and those men of God's Day. But what about this day, amen? He said, I will work a work in your days. He said, it's going to be a work that will persuade you. He said, you'll not believe it, though it be told you. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Thank God we see the prophet. He's perplexed. But, Lynn, let me hurry. I find in chapter 2, the prophet pauses. He said in chapter number 2, in verse number 1, he said, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. You know what God said in chapter 1 verse 5? God said, I will. Amen. And the prophet said, Amen. He stopped wrestling with it and he embraced it. And he said, God, because you will, I will. Amen. He noticed what he said. I will stand. That word means to abide, it means to continue, it means to remain, it means to dwell. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm interested in that as long as I can keep my eyes on Him and know that He will. By the good grace of God I will stand I will abide I will continue I will remain Amen I will stand That word watch means a post Or a guard Amen and God has set you, friend God has set you on a post God has set you on a guard, amen Lord, help us to stand there But listen, God's given us some things, amen To help us while we stand I look in this chapter and look at verse number 4 And I found the grace of God will help me stand He said, Behold, his soul which is lifted up Not upright in him, but the just Shall live by his faith, amen Oh yes, through many dangers, toils and snares, I have already come. Tis grace has brought me safe thus far. And grace is going to lead me home. You know what the prophet's saying? By the grace of God, I'm going to stand on this guard. I'm going to wait on God. Even though I can't see him. <laughs> even though he's not moving. I'm going to stand by the grace of God. And then number verse number fourteen. I believe yes. I believe the glory of God help us saying, He said, "For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge and the glory of the Lord." As the waters cover, and say, now I know the prophetical implications of that. I understand what it's all about millennial reign. Oh, but friend, listen to me. I believe God still, even in this day and hour, from time to time, will allow His glory to break through. Amen. Sometimes it's in the prayer closet. Amen. Sometimes it's while the choir's singing. Sometimes it's at Jubilee. Sometimes it's at Bible conference. Sometimes it's at Youth Cab. But friend, I don't care when it is. Oh, I'm just glad for the times that the glory of God shows up, amen And you're afraid to move, amen Because God's presence is real, amen oh yeah there's been some times riding down the road brother clark hey man. if somebody i'm sure those people beside me thought i was from crazy or drunk or something because god got in that truck with me amen what was it it was the glory of god oh yeah you can go in and, and please don't misunderstand me i'm not one of these preachers that resigns every monday i've been where i'm at 12 years God, I I appreciate it. I say, man, Wednesday night I got up in the pulpit and God flooded my soul. Amen. To know that God put me where I'm at at age 21 years old. And he's let me be there for these 12 years. Brother Mark, amen. If you knew where God brought me from, amen. Oh, I thank God for where he's put me. I'm not one of these preachers that resigns every... But you know what I'm talking about? Sometimes, 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 it gets heavy sometimes. It just seems like God's through. Man, I thought a couple of years ago. I thought God was through with me, preacher. I thought... I thought it was going to be, amen, I thought it was just just going to hang it up, maybe go sell cars or insurance, amen. Is that what preachers usually do when they quit preaching, amen? I thought I was done, but one service. (laughs) One. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Oh there for about that three year that three years ago I'd get up in the pulpit and man I'd preach as hard as I could, but God wasn't on it. Oh, but I remember when God got back on it, amen. Whoa! <laughs> Hallelujah, amen. You can tell a difference when the glory of God comes on it, amen. Oh, thank God for his glory. <laughs> then verse 20, I see his government. He said, but the Lord is in his holy temple. <laughs> Let all the earth keep silence before him. You know what he's saying? <laughs> God is sure. God is steadfast. He's on his throne, church. Amen. And Habakkuk said, God, since you will, by your grace, by your glory, by your government, I will. Yes. Prophet pauses in chapter 2, chapter 3. I see the prophet praying. Amen. He said in chapter 3, verse 1, a prayer of Habakkuk, the prophet, upon Chigana, Oh Lord, I've heard thy speech and was afraid. And what God showed him the Word of God. Amen. And he said, I heard it and I was afraid. God, God give that back to us. Amen. Amen. Well, I remember the first time I stood behind a little, kind of little thing like this. Amen. And and, and preached my first message, 12 years old. Had a little nursing home. (laughs) they didn't know what I was saying, amen, amen, they didn't know what I was saying but brother Mark, as I stood behind that lectern, my knees were beating together, amen, why? because I knew I was handling of the word of God, oh Lord help us to hear his voice again and give that awesomeness in our soul again, that fear in our soul again God gave him his word. He talked to him about his work. He said, Lord, revive your work. <laughs> revive your work. Oh, Lord, may that be our prayer this morning, Lord, please. <laughs> revive your work. Revive your work. Stir your work. Rekindle your work. Fire up your work. Let your work burn again. Oh, God, revive your work, he talked about his wrath. He said, Lord, in wrath, remember mercy. The prophet's praying. You know what God did? He showed up in his prayer closet. <laughs> Verse 3, God came. Now, what he's doing is he's looking back at the past. He's going to see some things God did in the past, but I, I kind of highlighted a few words here. Verse 3 said, God came. Verse 6 said, He stood. Verse number 12 said he marched (laughs) God came God stood (laughs) And God marched Amen Yes sir that's what I'm interested in I'm interested in him coming I'm interested in him standing I'm interested in him marching Yes sir See the prophet praying and Lastly I see the prophet Praising Yeah He said in verse number 17 of chapter 3 Although the fig Trees shall not blossom Neither shall fruit Be in the vines The labor of the olive shall fail And the field shall yield No meat Boy at least we could talk about the applications Of those phrases there no, fr- no, the fig tree not blossoming. No fruit on the vine. Amen. Uh, the labor of the olive, in the fields yielding no meat. In the flock cut off from the fold. No herd in the stalls. Look what the prophet said in verse eighteen. Yet I will. God said in chapter one, verse five, I will. And the prophet said, Lord, if you will, I will. But I, I like what he said in chapter 3. God, if you don't, Lord, if you don't, if the fig tree don't blossom and there's no fruit on the vine and the olive fails and there's no hurt in the stall, I will rejoice. I will joy." In the God of my salvation. God help us this morning to say by his marvelous grace, I will. I'm so very thankful we have a God that will. He has. He does. And I believe he will. But by his marvelous grace, if he cut off his blessings right now, He's been so good to me, Brother Kerrigan. <laughs> oh, he's been so good to me. <laughs> Saved me out of, a, out of a family of drunkenness. <laughs> Statistically, friend, I'm telling you, I ought to be under a bridge somewhere. Amen. I ought to be under a bridge somewhere. Oh, yes, sir. But God saw fit to save me by His marvelous grace, called me to preach, gave me a wife, amen, gave me a family, gave me a Bible, gave me a church, hallelujah. And if He cut off His blessings right now, amen, I'd still have to say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you Lord God is so good God is so good God you are so good You've been so good to me He saved my soul, (laughs) He saved my soul, (laughs) He saved my soul, (laughs) He's so good to me, (laughs) I'll finish with this verse love him so i love him so i love him so he's so good to me i will amen thank you